Now, uh, I want to preach. I'm telling you, there's something in the Word of God that we need to have, and worship is at the end. I, I just, I had this thought of just worship at the end, and let's do it over and over again and keep praising God. And uh, I, I want to go to a familiar passage that's going to give us new comfort. I thought about that. All these stories that are in the Bible and all these scriptures that are there, they're familiar, but they're giving us new comfort. And one that I want to go to today, and by the way, we, we, we just threw out the series that we're in. This is all new. This is like every week, new sermon. I, Isaiah 43, verses one through three, it says, but now thus says the Lord. So the Lord's speaking. He said, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your savior. I gave Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. And I want to read in the NLT as well, because that was, it adds more flavor to it. It says, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid for I am ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I love that deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. I love that, the way that it adds something to it. And I want to just let you know, the audience that Isaiah was writing to, they were people that were in exile in Babylon. They had it worse than us. But we're drawing comfort from what was given to them. And it'd be like this. It'd be like, in addition to us having this virus, it'd be like if, if everybody was captive by China, like China made everybody their captive. That'd be worse. That's like what happened to them. And in that, God gave them promises. He reassures them. And he says this. He says, while you're in it, I'm with you. And I want to tell you right now, while you're in this, while we're in this crazy, he is with us. And he says in this passage, don't fear. I'm with you. You got to fight against fear right now in Jesus' name. Fear is just rearing its ugly head. I, I, I go to bed each night and thankfully I'm sleeping well. I wake up in the morning and I'm kind of like, is this all real? And then fear is like the first thing to come at me. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle this? I know you're in the same place as me and we've got to fight this. We've got to say, no, he's saying, I'm with you. Don't fear. I'm with you. Think of all the scriptures. Uh, Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Second Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. These promises are there. The 23rd Psalm, I mean, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. I mean, don't fear. This passage in Isaiah is saying, don't fear. I'm with you. Don't fear. And I thought about this. In our worst day, in our darkest moments, we have the best company. It's God. He is with us. And he says, don't fear. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You say, well, I know today, but will he be there in my tomorrow? Yes, he'll be with you in your tomorrow. He's there in your today. He already knows what's happening. And he's going to be there with you. Don't fear. And then he says, like, you belong to me. Like, I own you. And I thought about this when I was writing it. Like, he says, I own you. Don't worry. Don't fear. I own you. And some of you might like, I don't like that. I don't like that. He, I like that he owns me. I like that I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I said, I'm yours. I'm yours. You own me. And, and you know what it means? It means if he owns me, he's responsible. He's taking care of me. He paid way too great of a price. The text actually says, 
Israel, I've redeemed you. I paid a price to ransom you. You're valuable. Well, think about what he says to us now. I redeemed you. I ransomed you. I sent my son to die for you. I paid a price for you. I'm not letting you go. I own you. I mean, I think about this, like I've had cheap sunglasses my whole life, really cheap ones. And if you lose them, you're kind of like, oh man, $5.99, right? But then I got a pair of Maui gyms that were really expensive with, I mean, they, they were nice. And I was like, where's the Maui gyms? Where's the Maui gyms? I, I don't want to sit on the Maui gyms. If, I, if, if they're like, wait, where'd they go? Where'd they go? And I'm keeping track of them. Why? Because they cost me something. I'm telling you this right now. You cost something. The blood of Jesus Christ, it cost him something. He's keeping track of you. He says, don't fear. I'm with you. Don't fear. You're mine. I own you. I love this. And then he says, I'm with you. You feel his presence. And I'm telling you, I love this. And all the changes that have happened right now, the presence of God has not changed in my life. The presence of God is still the same. When I open up the word of God, presence of God is there. When I praise and worship at the end of the service, presence of God is going to fill the airwaves. When I, when I put my earbuds in and I'm worshiping God, presence of God. I'm driving down deserted streets, presence of God, still the same. And he says, when you're going through the difficulties, presence of God is real. I'm there. I'm with you. Now you're going to make it. Now, here's another thing from this text. He says, when when you go through the water, when you go through the troubles, when, it's not a, you might not, you probably won't. It's like, you will, you will. And so don't think it's strange that we're going through this. It says when, and let's be honest, we live very easy lives right now. Until now, we have lived easy and we have been able to show what it's like to have like success Christianity. And don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that season, but it was like, Everybody loves Jesus when it's good. I remember I was watching a football game years ago and Chris Carter, after the game, we scored the, it was against the Packers and we, we, we won the game, the Vikings won. And I remember Chris Carter like, I just want to thank Jesus. And, and I was watching with a bunch of Packer fans and they said, yeah, well, everybody loves Jesus when they win. That's kind of the world we've been living in right now. It's been success. But now the world we're living in, we get to show the world that we can be Christians in a crisis. Christians in a crisis, that we have an opportunity to glorify God, that we can stay faithful when it costs us something. We can praise Him when the news says, curse the day. We can keep our hope and joy when others are battling depression. We're going to rise above this and say, we're going to stay faithful. We're going to glorify God. He's with us. He's going to get us through it. And in it, we're not going to stay stuck there forever. Now, I notice the problems escalate. It feels like a life group right now, kind of. I just feel like I'm talking to one person because I am. I'm talking to you and wherever you're watching at. It escalates. It says deep water, swift currents in the fire. And how many know like the first time you go into deep water, you're kind of like, I can still touch, I can still touch, I can still touch. There's like something that's like, I've just gone into an area that I better enlist my skill because now I can't touch anymore. It's deep water. Okay, that's a level of problems that we maybe go through. But then it says when the, when the swift currents, if you've ever been in a river that's like raging and, you know, like we were doing whitewater and you fall out, like it's, it's you're like, okay, I, I can't enlist the skill right now. This is scary. It's sweeping me away. It's a level of problem. But then there's fire. He says when you're in the fire, 
I'm going to take care of you. And there is no defense for that. It's just like, get out of it. It's not even stop, drop, and roll. It's get out of the fire. That's what you, you just get out of it. And you're thinking there's no prevention in that. There's nothing like, what are you going to do? And I love this, that at the highest level of this, you know, we got deep water, swift current, we got fire. We have a story in the Bible in Daniel chapter three, and I won't read it, but it talks about the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they wouldn't bow to the king and he throws them in the fiery furnace. Think about that. God's promise in Isaiah is like, I'll be with you. We have this story that's there, old familiar stories that are bringing new comfort. And, and in the midst of the fire, Jesus is standing, in, they're dancing in the fire with Jesus. And Nebuchadnezzar says, it looks like a son of the gods. No, it was the son of God. It was Jesus dancing in the fire and getting them through. And, and in this escalation, I want you to know, the word you got to remember is through. And I pray that there's no more escalation in this. I pray that we are going to like flatten the curve. There is no peak. There's no nothing following this up. But I'm telling you, whatever the escalation is, he gets us through, which leads me to this thought. It, it doesn't last forever. It doesn't last forever. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. There's a very real pain. There's very real stuff going on right now. I'm praying for our congregation, you know, as, as we're calling. And some of the team was just saying, there's very real pain. There's people that have lost their jobs. There's one person like, I'm in the, you know, category, the high risk category. Just pray, you know. We're going to get through and there's very real pain that's going on. But the Bible says this isn't forever. This is not forever. We've got to remember this. We're in it. We're going to go through it. He's with us. This is not forever. And I'm praying that God would show us our forever. And I'm trying to think of different ways in this. Of course, I'm trying to glorify God in the midst of this suffering, in the midst of what's going on. But I'm also saying, God, what is the forever that you have for me? What is the forever that you have for our church? I mean, Go with me for just a minute. I'm thinking about like people saying like, I'm losing this, this, and this. You know, now what do I do? What if God's like, okay, I needed you to lose this, this, and this. So now you could be a missionary. I'm just saying, what is God's forever? Like what's his new plan? Is he redirecting you? Crazy thought. I thought about this. What if a bunch of missionaries are sent to China. I mean, this virus originates in Wuhan. It, it migrates around the world. And what if in, instead of that, all of a sudden we send missionary after missionary after missionary and the whole world was awakened to a country that we were kind of getting sleepy on that was like over a billion people. I just saw so my prayer. is like, what if God's redirecting people because he says, this is not your forever this is not where you're at. Now I'm spreading you around and I'm sending you wherever I wanted you. Let's all be obedient and listen to whatever God's next is in our life, however he wants to redirect us. Because I believe this, God has good thoughts for our future. Good thoughts. Now there's one verse that we use, Jeremiah 29, 11. We talk about it a lot. We hear it, we quote it. It's also written to the Babylonian exiles. It, it's interesting. 
God's like, I'll be with you in the uh, water, in the raging streams, rivers. I'll be with you in the fire. But this verse also is there. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And he was saying, this is not your forever. I'm going to get you through. There's a forever that I have for you and it's a better future. And I think he was writing to them and saying, I didn't forget you in Babylon. I have plans for you in Babylon. I'm, I sent you to Babylon. I'm thinking about you in Babylon. I'm with you in Babylon. I'm giving you a future. I'm not keeping you there forever. And so I think God is saying to all of us, there's, there's a future, there's a forever, there's a better that is beyond this. Now, in the midst of this, let's stay faithful in it, through it. We're gonna praise him. He's with us. We're gonna get through this. But on the other side of this, there's a bigger plan for this and there's a bigger plan for our life. And I just pray that we'll grab hold of that. And I wanna just take a moment and say, um, the real forever, beyond this earth forever, Beyond whatever days he gives us, there's a real forever that's our eternal forever. And when you know Jesus and you've like, I, he owns me, I'm his, he's responsible, he's with me. There, man, your forever is a different trajectory. But there are people that don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior that are watching this. They've never settled their forever. They're, they're tuning in. They're just, something in them just said, I gotta be a part of this. I want to speak to you for just a moment. This is an opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus and settle your forever. The Bible says that we live once on this earth, we die, and then it's appointed to face judgment. And in that moment, we're going to have to just really say, did we know Jesus and ask for forgiveness and settle our forever? Or did we live our life on our own, ignoring him? And the beautiful thing is he gives us this opportunity. The Bible says he stands at the door and knocks. If you open up your heart and your life, your forever changes. Forever. I mean, I love that. And I, I couldn't help but think about this. I don't think we'll ever forget where we were during this lockdown period. I don't think we'll ever forget that. I think it's in our mind. It's on our hearts. It's one of those moments, almost like the JFK assassination thing. Like we're as a country, as a nation, as a world, we're never going to forget that, but I'd love to see millions and millions and millions of people be able to say, I got saved in the COVID-19. I, I gave my life to Jesus during that corona out outbreak. I, I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And they'll, it's a marking moment. And we'll be able to say, man, people's eternities were changed for forever during that time. So if that's you, you're saying, I want to do this. We're here, we're here, and I wanna lead you in this prayer. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your answer, he's the hope that he died on the cross for you and that he rose again from the dead and that he promises eternal life. He promises a better forever, a hope for the future, forgiveness now for everything you've done wrong. If you do that, you'll be forgiven. And I wanna pray and I wanna ask you at home, if that's you, you I, I believe on some of the sites, you can actually say, I raised a hand, I did it. If you can't do that in just a moment, I'll tell you what you can do. But I'm telling you, this is your opportunity. I want you to pray and repeat after me. Pray this, dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. I ask you to forgive me and I wanna live for you for the rest of my life. I trust you as my Lord and Savior. I, I give you my life. You own me. I'm yours. I want to live for you. 
thank you for, for, this, for, for this forgiveness. Thank you for that. Man, this is your opportunity. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're forgiven, your forever has changed. And you're joining the rest of us that go in and through and forever has changed. And if that's you, you can click on that spot there or you could text now what to 94,000. Now what to 94,000. It'll, it'll help you through this. Man, we're gonna make it. We're in this, we're getting through it and forever has just been changed. Last weekend, dozens of people said yes. I believe the same thing is happening right now and it's time for us to rejoice in that. No matter what the problem does, no matter where it escalates in our life, whether it's deep waters, raging rivers that are sweeping things away, or fire that is there, what's the worst it could be, He's with us. And I think it's time for us to celebrate those that said yes to Jesus. And it's time to praise God and give Him our very best praise in, through, and forever in Jesus' name.